0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter.
1: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by regulars Chris and John this evening. All right, guys. Evening. Evening. All right. And we've got a special guest, uh, a return the podcast for Laurie. All right, Laurie. Good evening. Nice to be on.
2: I've always
1: wanted
3: been... to be the special guest. It's a, a nice turnaround. That uh, is a turnaround. You used to just
2: be special. <laughs> now you're a special <laughs> guest. Okay. The <laughs> insults are flying already, aren't they? <laughs> it's a long time since you fell asleep in Craig's house. Oh, I ended up in the back garden playing football. You've come Ties a long way. A while.
3: Times have changed. I've got to be professional these days. I've got an image to to maintain. (laughs) Joking.
1: Aye, if if people are listening and not really sure who Laurie is, it was Laurie who started the podcast with myself back 2011.
3: Was that long ago? Aye. Jesus, time does fly.
1: Aye, it was a long time, Laurie, where it was just uh, you and I and we had guests on. And we used to talk for three hours to discuss the finances.
3: <laughs> that uh infamous first episode where we decided to preview every single top flight team and had <laughs> to edit it down to about two was it, two hours Edited it down to.
1: Yeah. And I had I put on a silly voice just like you do when you do your commentary.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what is I, I keep getting told this. I don't think I put on a different voice.
2: Oh yeah, it's a posh voice. <laughs> a it's posh a posh voice. voice.
3: See, my girlfriend says the opposite. She thinks I make myself sound more Scottish when I do it. But
0: um, Well, I played your hymns uh, equaliser uh, commentary <laughs> for my wife. and She says, oh, that's that guy you used to do the podcast with a nice voice.
2: I'll be so, honest.
0: Like, you used to stay with my wife, you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll be with dulcet tones.
2: Oh, I'll I remember just... but apes, I used to like your voice on the forum.
3: Ust- Usturk's goal is one of the uh, moments where I, I did lose all professionalism, I must I must confess. I, I may, I may have been jumping up and down on my feet in amongst the press in the West Stand Easter Road.
1: Laurie, <laughs> we've discussed this, uh, and I think that's fine. I think that's, that's okay to be uh, biased within reason when you're a commentator. One thing, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but if ever I listen to the, the Rangers TV commentary when I'm abroad and or I've paid for the, the stream legally. Uh, when I listen to that, it's a bit too biased. I, See, I, I don't mind somebody celebrating a goal like you do, but I just want a wee bit, a wee bit of professionalism.
3: Which... I'm quite objective, I have to say. In fact, a few people I know listen to it don't think I'm... They, I think the quotes I've got are, you're trying too hard to get on the BBC. They They don't think I'm biased enough, and they think I'm too... Too focused on the game and balanced. And I also have a four or five pages of notes about the opposition. I like to talk about all their players as well. So, And I, I find myself sometimes getting excited. You highlighted it when the other team scores sometimes just because you get caught up in the moment.
2: Hi. <laughs> you celebrated the hip goal. I'm not like celebrated. It's
0: but... fine. On the balance of it, you celebrated the hard score more.
2: A tad
3: <laughs> more. But people don't understand in away games, and I didn't really understand, you are quite often, and I don't just mean you're often close to the away fans, sometimes I am quite literally just sitting with the away fans in a seat next to them. In fact, sometimes I take one of their seats and get in trouble for stealing one of their seats, even though I maintain I was told I could sit there. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't know it was some 90-something-year-old Queen of the South season ticket old house seat that she's had since the 1940s, and that isn't an exaggeration, by the way. That's that is uh, an interesting story. <laughs> I didn't even have a seat that day. Did you buy her? Oh, excuse me. That's not very. <laughs> no, she wasn't my type.
2: <laughs> do <you want> this?
1: <laughs> I'm lost for words,
3: sir.
1: Anyway, Laurie, so you're getting on the radio as well.
3: I do updates occasionally for Radio 4, and sometimes they use my recording for the other stations like Clyde and things as well. But it's very, I mean, I find that a lot more difficult because you've got to be sometimes literally like, right, you've got 15 seconds, Laurie. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm used to having to drag out for an hour and a half when I'm talking. <laughs> so it's just every now and then, and it's either just the Hearts game I'm at, if they're not covering it, or I've done a Wraith Aloha, four for Beef games like that. It's only They only really focus on the Lothians and Fife. So it's,
1: um, it's still I'd... good though, Laura. it's a stepping stone. One day you'll be in uh, Sky Sports News. Uh, it's a Soccer Saturday, the programme's called. <laughs> I think it's a
3: bit of a jump up, but you never know.
0: I was going to say, you may get promoted to Clyde. <laughs> West Coast.
3: <laughs> West Coast, I don't think they'd have me, would they?
1: Uh, you're not invited back to Ibrox, Laura, so that's alright.
3: Yeah. yeah, I was highly professional sitting amongst the Rangers fans when Osman So scored the winning goal as you saw my, my retro commentary.
0: That's a, that's a question. Is Radio Clyde and Radio 4th still the same super scoreboard thing? Or have they split? Because well, it used to be when I was younger.
3: They are split, and that's why you've got so little time on the Radio 4th, because Clyde have, like, similar to BBC Open All Mics, they have a dedicated football show. So they go around the grounds, they get the goals. So they'll often use my recording if there's no one else at the game I'm at. So I'll just put a pre-recorded half time update full-time. Whereas um, the fourth one presented by Mark McKenzie also has a contract for music. So they have to play songs. <laughs> else. And I mean, you do get amazing moments like when we played and Beef and we hit the fifth goal. I have to then call in to give the goal update. And I kid you not, it was Maroon 5 who were playing.
0: Oh,
3: <laughs> Absolutely seamless. <laughs> you do get moments. But sometimes you call up and he's like, there's a goal mark. And he's like, all right, well, I've got two minutes of Ed Sheeran to play. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Sit here and listen to this for a bit.
1: <laughs> so what do you do with the, the hearts commentary then? If you're having to go on the radio, how does that work?
3: Well, I, at the moment, do not do goal updates if... Um, But, I mean, to be honest, um, I don't often really have to with Hearts games because 4th, you you might not know with you guys, but 4th have contracts for the Hearts and Hibs games this season. So they're often covering, which doesn't help me out being Hearts TV commentator because 4th are free to listen to. So I think it maybe reduces our listenership. So 4th have 4th 2 covering live games, Hearts and Hibs, every week. So I have one one of the two. So I don't do goal. I only do preview half time and full time if I'm doing the commentary. I've I don't think they'd let me do goal updates to be honest. I know previous people on Hearts TV have also done goal updates. Ooh different in fact one of the guys apparently used to have two boxes, two ISTN boxes doing live hearts commentary when it was a goal he'd phone forth give him a goal update and he'd also phone beat 106 I think it was he used to do goal updates as well <laughs> so we would have two different headsets swapping between them, trying to do live commentary and goal updates for two other stations which um, is a juggling game that I'm not keen to try
0: out nah, you get a <laughs> timing right with that one you meet to fit between songs
3: <laughs> unbelievable I couldn't, I couldn't imagine trying to do that it's hard enough doing commentary sometimes but yeah that's a bit too much
1: I don't think I could do it Larry. Right. The only kind of commentary I could do would be like the Chris Miles style commentary. I don't know if you remember when he did it in the World Cup when he basically just chatted about the game and anything other than the game for the majority of
0: it.
3: That sounds like cricket commentary.
0: It was it was actually compelling viewing. I was it, um England and Sweden or something in one of the European championships, when it was in Ukraine I think they played it was like three tours of England one, but they went like two one down at one point or something. But it was really like a really good game and it was the commentary they had but it was actually quite entertaining.
1: Yeah. I liked it, but then I liked Chris Miles.
0: Well so sure did I, yeah. So <laughs> be probably biased, be probably the wrong people asking about it. Ask people that didn't like Chris Miles if it was any good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, well maybe move on Laurie. We've we've ticked off the bit on the agenda that's titled Laurie, it's all about you. <laughs> so we can move on.
0: Without mentioning we fly. Hey!
1: Teary the man. charity bet. The charity bet, right. A wee bit of uh, uh, bad news for the first scorer bet because So didn't score first. So, playing. I'm blaming you.
3: You're blaming me. Oh, don't All even right. get me started on first scorer on Saturday. I was seething at that. I've put. Oosturk's been my first scorer bet this season. I've been putting him on every week because he's been 30, 40 to 1 he was up to before the Hibs game. And I've been putting a five on every week just because he. he he, like, he thinks he can shoot well. I always thought it was just he thought he could shoot. Uh, and he likes to take three kicks. So I thought, it's good value. And then obviously after the Hibs game, I was like, well, that's it. He's had his moment. He's had his goal. So I stopped. that. I, I won't put him on first goal again anymore. And then what happens? He does it again. What was that? Yeah, Alan Stubbs. <laughs> you'll never you'll never score a goal from there again as, as, for the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alan. Okay, as last words.
1: It's good. I, I enjoyed listening to it on the, the radio on the the way back from Ibrox at the weekend there. Uh, uh, it was good banner. But uh, forget that because the charity bet lost. So it's, it's bad news. Uh, out with that, we had Kelly. They were going to walk it against Ross County, surely, because Ross County are rubbish. And yeah, they were do you remember last week what we said we were S- making the predictions? Mm-hmm. See, I can't remember this bit, John. I, came came
0: see, see, I, I listened back. I listened on Saturday, actually, because I was away last week. And uh, I, I distinctly heard John telling uh, Greg that, uh, watch us Ross County will hammer Kelly. And Greg went, no chance. And Kelly, do you like a 3 So <laughs> he
2: went for 2-0, Kelly. You went 2-0, John. I had I'd, I'd slighted Ross County all through the podcast last week, remember? Because we'd just played them. So it was kind of that way I said, aye, it's going to be one of those things. I've slighted them all during the podcast. Even though I predicted they would win, I said, aye, they'll come back to haunt us. And then they did. Uh, well
1: they were humped, and then Dundee, they were the, the other side, and well, they drew. But luckily for us, John, we had bets on Clarkson. They did, uh, aye. They first. They were a great offer. Aye, so Money happy back. days yep. for us.
3: 6 and 6 for him, that's been some signing, is not it? Aye. He was
1: 6 1 as well, Larry, to so score it's... first. I thought it was a brilliant place. It
3: certainly is no.
1: Uh, especially who they were playing because uh, Dundee had a, a good chance and I think well, we all thought they were going to beat St Johnson and we all went for them in the, the charity bit.
0: yeah but unfortunately for Dundee they also had James McPake who seemed to be intent on in giving St Johnson a penalty he got away with one in the first half because he did the second <laughs> one in the second half and they were both really stupid penalties. I
3: thought the one in the first half looked a lot more obvious than the one they got. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought the one they gave was a bit softer than the, the one
0: that didn't yeah. get given. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you could debate whether it was a push or not the second one, but there was no debate whatsoever about the the obvious shot tug.
1: Aye, the one that was given was bizarre anyway. Because if the ball's in the air, you've got to fancy your keeper to win that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't feel too threatened with an attacker, uh, bearing down on the keeper in that situation. I I didn't understand it, and then,
2: I
0: of course, the other so, talk for that game was um, the penalty Dundee didn't get, because uh, Clarkson got booked for diving.
2: Yeah, that was a bizarre one. I it, thought was it was a bit absurd.
0: strange.
3: I thought it looked a bit soft to give a penalty for it, though.
0: See, I, th- I oh, thought the keeper clotheslined him, and then his legs collapsed. I'm not sure how that works.
1: I definitely made the most of it,
3: that's
0: I for thought, sure, but I, I think safe, he was
3: obstructed. I thought a safe thing for most refs would have just not given anything, but...
0: Yeah, booking him for diving was harsh. I th-
2: there
0: was definitely
1: contact. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I think he was obstructed, and I think he he made the most of it. I, I don't know if it's going as far as giving him a booking and a penalty, but I think he made the most of it. He'd done what most strikers would do in that situation. For the charity sport. bet this weekend coming up, I think we'll pick both the first scorer and the normal bet here because we don't have any premiership games, so there's no point in looking for a a trend and the predictions, so we'll pick both. Laurie, have you got any tips for the first scorer bet in
0: the lower
3: leagues? Um,
1: Other um,
0: talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
3: a tricky one. Well, I mean, I guess looking at the top flight team, I mean, Malonga has scored a few for Hebs recently. I think he's what scored the first Hebs goal for what is it three out of their last four or something? Not necessarily first in the game, but he's been on recent form, although Queen of the South are a, a decent side. Goodness
0: um, is above um, them. Jamie, Lo- uh, Jamie
2: has scored four times first round of our first this season.
1: Oh yes. wait a minute, they're playing Sterling Albion.
2: You've got
3: you've also got Clyde are playing are they playing Elgin who are absolutely terrible. And I think um McManus and Clyde has scored quite a lot mm. this season. Just a suggestion. <laughs> I, d-
1: mm, I think Longworth for Stranraer uh, against Stirling Albin. It was, did any of you hear the, the penalty kicks on uh, Radio <laughs> we Scotland on
0: Saturday some Somebody, we somebody said to me like... that was the the uh, mo- most penalty scored in any shootout in Scottish history. Yeah. Apparently, the, the previous Scottish Cup record was the Aberdeen final in 1990.
3: Oh, yeah, the, 9- the 9-8 or something. And
0: yeah. the, the, the Scottish record prior to that was 11-10, which also involved Celtic. It was Celtic done United. Yeah. I was at that, yeah. A few years we ago watched, in the League we Cup.
3: We watched that penalty shoot um, shootout, the Hurlford one, on my phone via Twitter in the pub. We were some, <laughs> there was some Wraith Rovers fans with us and they were also waiting to see who they were going to get. So we were watching the Sterling, the Sterling Albion Twitter update and it was like, yeah, set, you know, whoever steps up, ellipsis, <laughs> miss, and then it was like, hey, goal, boo. It was actually quite entertaining, believe it or not, just waiting on Twitter updates, about 10 of us surrounded around my iPhone.
1: <laughs> the, the Radio Scotland, uh, the guy, he's, he's he was quite good at uh, give, painting a picture of the match when he had time to think about it, but see, to do the, the penalty updates, oh, Laurie, it wasn't up to your standard, it was a case of player A steps up, goal, <laughs> player B Goal! <laughs> and that, that was that was pretty much it. That was that was it. There was no no picture getting painted at all. It was just goal, goal, goal. And yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen Stalin Albin Albion uh, tweeted a picture of the penalty spot. I thought that was good banter. It probably means nothing if people aren't into football, seen a, a picture of a scuffed penalty spot. But I thought it was it was quite a nice touch.
3: I did um, have to commentate on the Youth Cup final at the end of last season. Hearts juniors, which went to penalties. And that went down to the goalkeepers. And it, it does get difficult to, to keep tabs on, on penalty kicks sometimes. So much so that I think our players didn't keep tabs on it because um, our keeper made a save and started celebrating, not realising <laughs> that we actually had to wait for Rangers to take their next kick. We had to Sorry, we had to score our next kick, which was a tad embarrassing. But there you go. Counting like Mike, not uh, the strong point of all football players.
1: Aye. Uh-huh. Right back
0: to the charity bit. What yeah. were are we thinking then? Well, I've just had a look at what Clyde. He seems to be their penalty taker. And really, that's all he's been scoring recently penalties. So I would be more inclined to go with Longworth and Stirner. I know they're a, a way to Stirling Albion, but Sterling Albion are bottom of the league. So I think Longworth would be my favourite uh, choice, sir. Yeah. Right, we'll
2: go with that then. I don't have odds for that. He served course. as well earlier, a couple of weeks back. He served as well. Aye. John, do you know if he's
1: on Twitter?
2: Uh, I think, yeah, I tried to follow him, but his account's protected. Aye, so
1: I... wouldn't trust you. You look well shady.
2: So. What do you mean? I, look, I don't even think it's a picture of me on Twitter. Is it not? No, it's a picture of uh, the guy from the high Nova, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do over, Alan. It's a wee meme. Was it Dale Hilson that you know, Craig? Aye.
3: Yeah. Aye. No, because no, he was another one I looked at. I was going to say I, I for was at the... Uh, for... I was at the fore for a game and I thought he looked quite impressive, actually. It um, was quite busy, caused Kieran Beath a lot of problems. I was, I was commenting during the game that I thought he looked like a player who could maybe make a, a step or two up again.
1: Oh, he's a standout player whenever I've seen him play. I don't know why Dundee United didn't really give him a chance. He played one or two games and then seemed to spend two seasons out on loan as they ran down his contract.
3: strange Fitness-wise, even though he was playing for a team a division below um, the side he was playing, it, it did stand out that he'd had a lot of you know full-time training because he seemed a lot fitter than a lot of the, even the Meath kind of players. And he did a power of running and took his goal quite well. So I just just remembered there that you spoke about him before.
1: I there'll be a picture of me on Facebook uh, a few years back when I posed with his Clydesdale Bank. Monthly award, as if it was my own <laughs> award. <laughs> See, he probably doesn't know that I got that. It was his mum he came chat my door and says, "Oh, I check this out." And I said, "Oh, I get a picture of me taking with that, make it look like I was a footballer one day when I show the the kids when they're older." <laughs> oh, aye, I used to play football. There's the monthly award, young player of the month. <laughs> right, along with first goal scorer. Don't have odds, as I mentioned. Well, last time
2: he was weekend.
0: what eleven or two, I think. right he's to be quite old. So I think
2: uh, and he's away from home. we'll Maybe help the odds be a wee bit better. So maybe about we'll, uh, that—that's the one. Maybe I think.
0: Oh, I doubt yeah, it'll be that high. It, it may be away from home, but it's away to the team at the bottom of the league. So I think with the fancy, uh, their chances they haven't first goal on No drop the odds. See, then this
2: week are we going to maybe do some predictions on the championship or something like that. So that it might give us an idea for the charity a bit. Oh, I don't know about going that far, John. Oh, I don't know if I
1: know enough about the, the other side. <laughs> but could, it's your division
2: It's If way It's about the division. You're oh, in it's... the division Your team's in the division It's, it's, it's a tough difficult one go. to call Because see Falkirk Against
1: Hearts for example Falkirk were pretty good in the first half Against Rangers there I
0: heard, heard Falkirk were kicking his half apart In the first half <laughs>
3: Falkirk are um, They're a team who um, slightly surprised that they're not doing better than what they are. I mean, they destroyed Cannon and the other week, but all in all, I expected them to be top 3-4 from just the signings they'd made and with having Peter Houston in charge, but they've not really impressed. I mean, we played quite well against them at home and, and destroyed them, but I think that was largely due to our performance as opposed to their inadequacies. But it is a difficult week in a championship, because other than the fact that I'm pretty sure Rangers will comfortably beat Alouad, the rest of the games are Hibs are starting to find form again, but they struggle more at Easter Road than away from home. Queen of the South are a reasonable side. As you say, Falkirk Hearts, Hearts are odds on, but we've not really been hitting the same heights in the last few weeks. Livingston and Barton, two teams both pretty poor recently. Wraith Rovers at home with Cow and Beath again, two teams are pretty poor. Wraith are pretty horrendous and Cowdenbeath aren't much better, so it's mm, I I'm not I'm not quite sure there's much standout in the championship because 'Cause you're talking what Hibs, maybe, but they're odds-on, and I don't know if they're really worth that. Hibs at Easter Road, they, they tend to struggle
0: there a bit See, more. Yeah, against Queen of South, though, that would worry me. I'd, I would be more inclined to go to Wraith Rovers than home we could in
1: Aye, I think Wraith Rovers, by, by all accounts, put up a a good fight against Hearts. Laurie, you're no more than me. I'm only going on what I heard uh, for yeah, the I reports mean, and papers.
3: We've, we've kind of struggled to get going the last few weeks, and we we missed Osman so quite a bit we tried Elhas now he's a, a lone striker but not quite sure it worked as well But they were organised and they sat in but they weren't really trying to test us for most of the game until later on when we had to play out the final 10 minutes with 10 men because we'd used all our substitutions and Eckersley was forced off until then they, they didn't really trouble us all that much and it was sort of these one of these games where you felt like we should get over the line bar a wonder strike or a, a mistake so they can be well-organised, but they've been horrendous. I was at their game at home to Alloa; and they got booed off that day and they were they were dreadful. And I saw them, quite a bit of them against Rangers. I saw the full game against Queen of South. I think they look pretty awful this season. And they were, um, the fans were on the back of Grant Murray again the weekend. Again, because they took off Barry McKay and uh, chance of you don't know what you're doing were ringing out. Because again, he looked one of the most dangerous players and he has done a few times I've seen him. But... Grant Murray decided to take him off when the game was still in the balance.
1: Mackay's quite an exciting player. I would really liked him at Rangers, but he just wasn't wasn't really given a chance. That was a couple of seasons back now when he was when he burst into the team and really showed promise. And then Mackay dropped him for some reason. I'm guessing something happened behind the scenes. Maybe he was getting a wee bit too big for his boots. But I like a, a guy who plays out wide and wants to cut inside. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, of wingers who hit the line for a cross I want him to come inside and, and almost uh, join the, the central striker or the, the central pairing
3: Well he's naturally left footed isn't he Mackay? I think
1: is he? Well, no well, he, well, he used to play he's, in the left and then cut in uh, well, cause he played because I thought he didn't have a left foot Possibly I mean,
3: they played him um, different wings the two times I've seen in the last couple of weeks and he supplied the cross for the Raythrovers equalise against Aloua on the left side, going past his man onto his left foot and whipping it in. So, But he might well be your right foot. It was just because he supplied that ball yeah. with his left. I
1: thought it, it was it's... better than aired back when we were in the third division. Uh, but perhaps Aird has progressed more than him uh, since then. But it's, a, it's one of those things I don't understand. I don't understand why McCoy's let him go out. But I am keen to go for uh, Wraith Rovers, cowden Cowdenbeath, if others are keen on that, three to four. I'd go up, I
3: personally wouldn't, but I'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> well,
0: we'll,
2: we'll see if you're looking for a bet, Strindler, or a five to four at Stirling Albion.
0: Maybe. I would oh, okay, do that. Well, right,
3: well, I, definitely. How about Clyde as well? Because I know they're sometimes set or miss, but they're playing East Sterling and they're at home and East Sterling are god-awful. What's I
0: Clyde,
3: god-awful uh, Clyde haven't been too bad recently though. They've been pushing up the table a little bit in recent form. Apart from that, Defeat the Spartans. They'd won what is it? Four out of five before that. Drawn one with Albion Rovers. Uh, East Sterling have lost last all the last five. But I've again.
1: Right, I'm it's... I'm happy going with
0: that treble. Reth Roversland are Clyde one feet division. Ah,
1: that returns sixty five pounds hmm. sixty three pence. Sounds good to me. Ten pounds from McBookie.
3: And we better we better stop talking lower league, you know, Craig these other two probably don't watch it as much as we do.
0: <laughs> well, I would watch more if the sports scene would maybe not ignore it entirely, like they did. Well, they? It's, it's, so, you're so in luck. night, though.
1: You're in luck because BBC, Alba, are covering Falkirk against Hearts on Saturday.
0: A half-five kick-off. Yeah,
1: yeah. half-five kickoff. off Hearts TV are also covering it live. I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, you could get the, the subscription for Hearts TV.
0: I said right, I'll wait for the YouTube highlights. <laughs>
1: Sheep's hi Laurie You need to get us sorted With complimentary uh, Passes For this Hearts TV
3: what, You mean my login
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that what, Get me complimentary tickets For the Scottish Cup game
3: <laughs> like, it's, it's 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 bad enough Getting requests From Hearts fans Chris <laughs> <laughs> you can carry
2: the bag oh, sorry,
3: sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Carry
2: the right bag What's okay. the pies like? That's what
3: I want to know. What are the pies like? Aye. And well, believe it or not, in um, press at Tynecastle we don't get pies. A shocking. Oh, what? Still, I get the the best service I've had is at Dingwall. Still, that's the best commentary service I've had when they took took my order before the game and then delivered it to me. Although it was a bit of a tease because they took it to me ten minutes before half time. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
3: going to be able to eat my pie or drink my ball for at the moment, am I? Help,
0: help, help, help. That's, I, that's an absolute disgrace. Imagine being able to play the loving Rage, but you kind of hear commentators' pies.
3: There's biscuits there. Oh, well, it was quite funny because the other week um, Jimmy Sanderson's son went away and got us pies. Just The heart slot just came in, and uh, Brian McLaughlin was walking past us and he went, Guys, we've got we got pies back for the press, have we? <laughs> and we're sort of like, No. No. Just,
1: <laughs> just us, Brian. <laughs> Talking to pies, I had a haggis pie at Ibrox Saturday. It was new in the menu, I'd never seen it before, and it was
0: quite tasty. That's That's, it was, that's thinking it's in really the box. That sounds that's 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 quite nice.
1: It was a half haggis, half mashed potato, but it was it maybe could have been doing with more haggis. The ratio was maybe a wee bit wrong, but taste wise, <laughs> really good. And I'd get it again £2.60.
2: I, we've not had enough talk about pies in the last few weeks, to be honest. <laughs> Are you off it, John? I've not had a pie for a while, actually.
1: <laughs> oh. right just again to summarise we've got Jamie Longworth first goal scorer and Strunrar Wraith Rovers and Clyde for £65.63 pence, courtesy of McBookie remember the days Laurie mean you used to have to put the money up for the charity
2: bet <laughs> I do remember There's
1: that no now, huh? <laughs> oh, oh,
0: right. so
2: in terms of that on the talk of, kind of charity and that, I don't know whether you've seen the winners of the Halloween competition said they just want to add it to the charity but Aye, that was really good of them. If there's way we can arrange that, so where? Aye, it's, it's there good a, stuff. Is it an account then that the money's in? I can just transfer over. Uh yeah, we'll talk about it off, the, cool. uh, off here, John. But I uh, will
1: sort something out. But uh, that's good, good of them doing that. And thanks for putting on the competition, John. And thanks for being a good sport after I took the piss with uh, uh, Aloha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's all right. That. You never know. I might, I might say it again at some point during the season. But- <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue, randomly, like,
1: just as a treat. Oh, I, don't make me have to edit again. Oh, last week I was editing for ages. You remember notice that I added in Derek Ray into the podcast last week? Oh, that's must... ages. Oh, it's because I, I started editing and I noticed that Greg's levels were pretty low and I started going into hardcore editing. It was like back in the day, Laurie, where we used to put in hours of dedicated time, whereas now normally it's just press one button. And it just goes ping. The magic a magic
3: button. You should I
1: know
0: what the microwave.
3: <laughs> now we're putting dedicated time creating uh, little musical intros mixed in with uh, my commentary sometimes to open the show. And then only to find out some weeks we're away from home, and because of the setup, they kind of hook the laptop up to my system. So I, Laurie, we can't use your intro that I spent five hours on.
0: <laughs> and
3: it's not like I can use it again because it's like build up to that game or something. <laughs>
0: So many. Send it to us, we might stack it on the podcast. It's <laughs> just going <to> waste. <laughs> there you go, you
1: could do I, So, the games during the week, there wasn't much on it during the week. The we Rangers beating Cowden Beath, oh, that was no surprise to anybody. But then, I suppose we've got the Europa League on Thursday there. We had Vauxhall against Celtic. Which I tried to watch a wee bit of it, but I don't think it should have went ahead. It was terrible watching it on the telly. It might have been all right at uh, pitch level, but watching it on the telly, there was nothing... To... Whenever they ran away into the corners, I, I couldn't tell who was who had the ball, where the ball was. It was
0: shocking. It couldn't it have been that bad. Place. I saw that I, when I... All I got to see was the goals when I got home on Friday. And um, there was certainly a, a, a footage of Craig Gordon celebrating Johansson's goal. So I'm assuming one end of the park to the other must have been visible. It's one
3: of these things, though, I think sometimes because of the, the height and distance of cameras away from the, the pitch, it often looks worse for the viewer than it does for the players who are who are on the pitch. And it, it certainly cleared up. Uh, so oh, it definitely, be, yeah. Couldn't have been that bad. It, it couldn't have been as bad as uh, Bob Kingsley back in the 40s for Hearts. It's a, it's a good story if you've never heard it.
1: No, Greg was maybe there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, back in the, during the Second World War, Hearts were playing Hibs in a now famous Edinburgh derby because the pre-match, there was a big har over Edinburgh and they were going to call the game off. But it was decided by the authorities that calling the game off due to fog would give the Nazis an advantage because they would realise that vision would have been that bad that they could have probably snuck over. And I uh, had a little bombing session with, uh, without did, anyone Did Do they keep
1: spot. an eye on the, the Edinburgh Derby, whether it kicks off? Well,
3: <laughs> they must do. So they dictated they it had to go ahead. So they went ahead, but apparently commentator Bob Kingsley couldn't actually see anything. So what he did, to he was told you have to maintain that there's a game going on and vision isn't that bad. So he just made up what happened for the rest of the game. All right. So he was, apparently he was going into these, oh, it's a fantastic save, and it's another goal, it's a fantastic. None of this was actually happening, he was just making up. But um, yeah. the game did end 6-5, I believe, uh, so he might not have been far off. 6-5
0: <laughs> to Hearts, obviously. Oh,
3: it's in the dark, uh, you know. The, right. <laughs> some things don't change, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it was anyway. It was just I always, always like that story. Just imagining. I wish, you, I wish you could find audio footage of it somewhere.
1: <laughs> I just like the thought of Hitler just, just checking the, the teletext because they had teletext <laughs> back then that it's type of teletext to see the latest score for
3: Hearts versus Subs.
0: <laughs> Using the Enigma machine, if you find it, what the score is at the Ibrox.
3: Tuning into BBC Sportsound 25. <laughs>
0: Aye. Anyway, uh, maybe the you game can get crush. medium wave over there. Actually. That's what I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aye, the game Chris. You happy with point?
0: No. Should have won it. I agree. I Especially. have. I, I, tell, I ha- what I haven't seen is the way Griffiths chalked off goal. I, I couldn't tell you whether seen that was. It, a, but for what I was hearing, Griffiths hasn't no touched him. So I, didn't it,
3: like, I didn't think it looked like a foul, to be honest. But I think it's one of the Celtic probably. Should have had the game in there. I actually watched the whole game, believe Aye. it or not. So you're thinking, oh, I'll let the Celtic fan talk all about the game he's bound to have. Sam watched it all. Um, I thought Celtic were quite quite good value. and uh, Although, in all fairness, Craig Gordon, again, as he quite often has to uh, pull off a few good stops and then you can't do much about the, the equaliser. No,
0: no, he was quite done, a
3: spectacular strike. And um, yeah, I thought Celtic might have nicked at the end. It did look a perfectly good goal, but. I guess, in, in Europe. Any slight inkling that there might have been any sort of contact often goes against you. But I think it's still a reasonable point. Celtic just need to get over the line with, with one more result. And I think they'll get it from, from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, the, what we've got left isn't easy. We've, we've got Salzburg at home. Now, I know we got a 2 years draw with them over there, but we've going them if <laughs> we stole that. So that's going to be a tough game at Celtic Park uh, later this month and then the final game is away to Zagreb and if Zagreb are still in with a shout of, uh, overtaking us then they'll be we'll up for that one they'll fancy their chances of winning that because we did only beat them one at home so yeah, it's just two tough games but, but there's if we can play to the ability we, we know we can then we should be able to get what we need out of the remaining two games to qualify for the, the latter stages I'd like to say it's the last 32 which doesn't quite uh, roll off the tongue like the last 16 does but <laughs> We've just got a lot of stages.
1: Uh, right, moving on to the, the games of the weekend because we're running a bit tight for time. and We might even not be able to talk about all the games. Can we talk about the Partick Thistle game briefly because I won really? money on that one. Really? <laughs> oh, I, no, I just wanted one. to mention that I won money. That's all it was. <laughs> How what uh, bet did you have on? Just Partick
0: Thistle. Can I, can I just mention that like there was, there was controversy in the build-up to the goal? And it was a handball where he could possibly control yep. it, where the ball just seemed to bounce off him. I I I, I heard, uh Stephen McManus on the, the the sports scene panel last night. He was saying he maybe got a bit lucky with that one, but there was a somewhat a very similar handball in the box by a vulnerable defender in their game, and they didn't even cover it at all. They just decided to talk about Stuart McAllin for the entire bit of the end after the vulnerable game was showed the sports scene, so <laughs> they just ignored the game. Not really annoyed.
1: I suppose seen uh, they've got a habit of that picking up on things, and maybe maybe we'll move on and and discuss the the minute silence because there was a, a bit of a a, a hint from uh, Sutherland about the the minute silence not being observed by all, but then he didn't go into any more detail about it. It was as if he was just having a wee, just a just a wee lighting the fuse a bit and then walking away. Because, and uh, Sports scene, he says, I ah, the silence was observed by most, but not all." Yeah. So if you're you
0: not, know, if you're not going into to the
1: Aberdeen Celtic game,
0: if you're not going to go into that, why mention it at all?
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I expected them to to make reference to it. Uh, I was, I wanted to t- discuss this on the podcast. Uh, I've still not found out exactly whether it was uh, Celtic fans or Aberdeen fans, but I have heard the audio, and it's quite clear that there's at least one. Uh, I, would, I would guess it uh, no more than a handful if it was what? trying to r- ruin the silence, but why not? Why, Why? as you say, why make a, such a brief reference to it and then not go any further? Well,
3: there's been two arrests now of Seligman, uh, which I mentioned. I was
1: hearing that that yeah. was for assault. Yeah, I yeah think it was, it was because...
0: during the silence. They specifically said it was during the silence, so it so sounds so like that... one guy's punched the other for is making a noise. Is that
1: because... Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Chris. Is that because somebody punched someone and said, like shut up, or is it because somebody said, shut up, and the guy said, no, I'll sing if I want, or whatever, punch it. It's Keep difficult. It. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. it wasn't there, so. Well,
2: one, of the, one of my mates was at the game, and he said that certainly there was some shouting in the Celtic head, and then there were Celtic fans saying to the, the people that were shouting, right, shut up, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I've seen some videos of some people I know, because obviously I'm based up this way now, and there was there was a lot of... Seethe, I think, is the right word from Aberdeen fans afterwards. It's obviously not a huge amount of Celtic fans, but unfortunately, just by the the definition of it being a silence, it only takes
0: you know four, five, six, and
3: suddenly, it, yeah, which is unfortunate. And again, well, unfortunately, not particularly surprising. I don't think it's the majority of the Celtic support, but especially the away support. There's, I know, there's a number which, and unfortunately, unlike James McLean, who I, you know, quite liked his explanation of why he doesn't wear it, and I thought that's fair enough. If if you don't want to wear it, that's one thing. Or you don't want to, um, you know, represent that on on yourself or whatever. But this, I think there's too many the Celtic fans occasionally, maybe not even for their own belief, but just like the controversy about getting involved in, you know, booing, making noises, shouting. I've I've seen them do it. I, I think,
0: think the 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 see, or... there's a big there's a big problem here and uh, the. I, I, I can understand where certain people, like James McLean, come from when it comes to the poppy. But that is a separate issue from the silence, as far as I can definitely. tell. Yep, the, definitely. The poppy, okay, that does have association with armed season, and yeah. all the things that go along with that. And I can understand why people would be annoyed at that. The silence is simple. The silence is a mark of respect for those who died in war. Nothing more than that. That, that that can be armed forces, that can be innocent civilians, that can be absolutely anybody. And the yep. whole point of the silence is the guns falling silent to mark the end yep. of the war. Specifically that's the it's usually the eleventh day, eleventh hour, uh eh, eleventh month kind of thing. Where the guns fell yep. silent and armistice day, which is tomorrow as we do this podcast. Yeah yep, so that's also Saturday, Sunday aspect yep. of the, the closest Sunday to the, the, the Armistice Day. But for me, that's two separate issues. And what seems to happen far too often is Celtic fans specifically get involved and they think it's one and the same and then decide they're not going to respect the silence because they disagree with the poppy. As if, as if it's one thing, but it's not.
1: Yeah, but I agree. I think it is two things and I think it, it might even stretch to, to three things because whether you agree with the silence or not, I think surely you can respect the thousands of others in that stadium that do agree with it. Just keep keep your mouth shut for two minutes. It's, you don't you don't have to agree with it. Just respect those around you. And it's just I I think that these guys that are doing that are simply idiots. And uh, well, two have been arrested. I don't know exactly what for assault was mentioned. Yeah, I was arrested for
2: assault.
1: Yeah, I don't know if for breach of the, the peace was an option. For the the police in that that situation, but aye, there's no place for that. Uh, as Chris says, the, the poppy's is something different. Let them let them debate that, but but no, if it's a silence, there's thousands, thousands there honouring that silence. Just just follow suit. Just just shut up or go and stand outside if you don't want to do it. Go and stand outside. Go and stand in the toilet or something. Just don't ruin it that, for others.
3: I did that for the um. A certain silence at a certain Scottish Cup semi-final between Hearts and Celtic.
0: Oh yeah, the the Pope.
3: I I didn't really agree with the fact that they were even bothering to have the, the silence, and I knew it was. going to th- it was. I knew it was going to happen, yeah. so I just went to the toilet before the game.
0: There's another issue there, as in, yeah, what has any of us got to do with football? Yeah, that what, was how a many complaint. times do we have to listen to people saying keep politics out of football, and in a the minute something. Acceptable politics happens, it gets thrown straight in there. Like the First World War couldn't have been any more other than political. It's that that's most wars end up being political. So, to have silences related to war at football, you're making it political. Well,
1: surely it goes beyond politics when we're talking about yeah, uh, that,
0: that's that's a counter argument, but it's it becomes a, a these things are always turning into being political debates somewhere along the line and we're
3: I, never going to get to this game are
0: we <laughs> oh, no I, I, again like the like what I was saying what's the Pope got to do with football now I know I I, mean, I know plenty of Celtic fans that are Catholic <laughs> it kind of goes with the territory to be honest but it's got nothing to, like the, the Pope dying has nothing to do with the game of football so why are they having that silence Aye, I, so I
3: heard
1: what,
0: the I mean, shite at football. What, uh, well, <laughs> that's that's another debate, depends on what you're talking about, I suppose.
3: Sports, Sports Roma, anyway, a good, strong, maroon team. That's that, <laughs> aye. Uh, is that the current one? <laughs> right, we'll, we'll move on, anyway. We'll move on to
1: discuss the actual game. I had a uh, first scorer bet on Guadetti, uh, He's I been good recently,
0: down. but I never never scored uh, the weekend there. Uh, aye,
1: I had the, Johnny Hayes. Uh, so, I, so Rooney, Rooney ruined it for all of us. I so to mention the uh, Celtic goal, Johansson, a lot of talk was in the, the build-up, did Mul- Mulgrew foul, was it McGinn, yep. but well, I'm I'm more interested in Reynolds, why he didn't just take the ball and the man, that was, I
0: that that was I easy. Wide. Aye, he was Aye, trying to a... almost done it, because it the, f- the first touch for Johansson is terrible.
1: Yeah. No, There's no danger there, you just slide it, there's no there's no risk for a penalty. I think that I think it was set up perfectly, and he just seemed to just I I don't know just Do you, kind think of run
3: it Do you think Brown maybe gave a shout, or he saw Brown coming out because he did seem to deliberately not go for it, as if and the keeper was you know at the end of it coming out for it. Which yeah.
0: mm-hmm. say I, it's possible because Brown maybe thought he could have a chance of getting it. Like I say, the Johansson first touch wasn't great, yeah. so it's possible Brown thought he could get out and splutter it.
2: I don't know, I thought that he could have tried to play Johansson wide and then he did try and kind of put the foot in and it kind of took a slight deflection off him, actually. Well, mm. About the
3: first, the, the Aberdeen goal, I think it highlights uh, how important Gordon has quickly become at Celtic because Zaluska twice didn't uh, cover himself <laughs> in the after that throw-in, did he?
0: James Forrest as well. He came out, Zaluska came out to get it and like, I never noticed what the Aberdeen player was it got in front of him, but he kind of got it before him. And then Zaluska at that point got in no-man's land. And... He did, make, he did make a decent effort to try and recover it, I thought, but by that point, you're always just scrambling about trying to clear it. I don't think the defence was that good either, to be honest. It's always no. an easy target in that instance, but I, I thought it was, it was very poorly defended.
2: Aye, in terms of that, Chris, well, James Forrest was ball watching because he was nearer to the ball, yet Considine was the one that showed more commitment to get to the ball. Yeah, You could have crossed it in, Forrest could have had it. They just seem to watch, look at the ball.
0: The argument there would be that James Forrest's been out for a while, so he's maybe lacking match sharpness, because I don't think he's played for a uh, development squad at any point. He seems to have just been flung back in again.
1: Is it a concern that Gordon was out just last week with uh, a knee complaint, and now he's out with uh, a neck
0: complaint? I, th- I think they're just being overcautious. They've kind of got away with it. This is the thing. It's not as if they have dropped any points when uh, mm-hmm. he's not well. The the first Inverness game that we played earlier in the season when Zaluska played, we obviously didn't, uh, we, we, we lost 1-0. But I don't think Zaluska did anything wrong in that game. I think that this is probably the first time Zaluska has done something wrong and he's got away with it.
2: I think
3: ultimately though, even, I mean, there'd be concerns over it, but you look at the the business set I've done with, they've sold a keeper for £10 million they've picked one up for, for zero and people might disagree, but I actually think if you take injury, history, and maybe you know, being able to play week in, week out, however, I think Craig Gordon's a better keeper than Fraser Forster. And that's just
0: I'm not sure I'd go opinion. that far. I don't um, know.
3: I, if you take, if, if you know, when he's, you know, bear in mind that he's not played for years. This is his form based on suddenly going back in a team. If Craig Gordon's fully fit, um, no injury problems. Personally, I think he's an all-round better goalkeeper.
0: The problem I've got with it is I'm ma- I'm mainly seen Craig Gordon play against Celtic for Hearts, and he tended to make leave his howlers for against us. <laughs>
3: Oh yes, I remember that own goal in the last minute. I was at Celtic Park.
0: <laughs> Even well, that—that's probably the most famous one. But I've—I've I've seen him have a few bad games against us over the years. So I'm—I'm I'm glad I've seen him have some decent games for us these days. So
3: it's a—it's a different kettle of fish playing for you know. With all due respect to Fraser Forster, you don't always have as much to do. And I know that he still did the the jobs that he was required of him when it came up. Yeah. But when you're in a team like Hearts and you are playing Celtics and Rangers in the past, there's a lot more opportunities to make mistakes because you were on the back foot and you were having to make saves and there was more crosses, there was more shots. So the more chance of errors.
0: The thing that really says it for me is Fraser Foster, when he played for us, his big games were always in Europe. And you could argue that we've played four games in uh, Europa League group stages and Craig Gordon's been up yeah. there for man in a match, if not man in a match, in all four of them. So he's he's clearly he's clearly doing the business when he's been asked to do it for Celtic. Now you're right in what you say. It's like, it's a lot easier to play for Celtic in the the league than it is uh, for Hearts in the league, for instance. But uh, I think when he's been called upon, he's done the job.
3: It was interesting the game, John. I don't know if I, I don't always agree with Willie Miller, but I thought his comments are quite accurate. After when he said that Aberdeen actually looked better when it was eleven against eleven, and Celtic had the ball and Aberdeen were breaking quickly, as opposed to. When Celtic went down to ten, and then it was more like Aberdeen felt they had the impetus to then go forward, and it was almost like then it was that's when they lost the game almost.
2: Unfortunately, I missed the game because i was having a hard oh, to work oh. um, in terms of that, but it, just a missed opportunity, I think. At home, big crowd by all accounts from the highlights and what I've seen, maybe Aberdeen might have been the better side.
1: That's mm. difficult to tell, isn't it, John? But that's that's uh, how it looked in uh,
0: and the and the highlights I thought I, I thought I've days. watched the full game it was quite an even game and if it had been a draw it was probably what it was deserved yeah but, I agree uh, with that I watched the full game I, 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 I would agree with what you said Laurie about the what Celtic seemed to almost lift when they got 10 men uh, and Aberdeen were, like you say the, the impetus was on them to attack but they never really made much of it And they see it almost seemed like it was against their game plan yeah it was
2: similar last year when much as it was a lot earlier in the game when Van Dijk got sent off and Celtic actually went on to be a better team.
0: Yeah, oh, the the second half especially, yeah.
2: Um, in terms it. of that, but yeah, it's just a missed, a missed opportunity. I think it's disappointing. to Go down, much as it was only ten minutes, but you still think maybe at that point you hope we're not going to lose the game. I think we kind of said that himself. He just thought, oh, we're going to run out of time to win it, but to actually lose it, it's a bit of a kind of sucker punch, especially such West. a silly goal, People, it's such a tough goal as well. Yeah, a... I mean, folk can complain about the fact was it a cor- was the first one a corner was it not, but you still have to defend the corner. Exactly. We just, didn't,
0: we just I, didn't defend it. I think the the, the the it was two consecutive corners, and I think the first <coughs> one probably was yeah. a corner because I, I looked at like it as a deflection for the Malbran shot in the first place. They're unlucky with the second one because the ball hits Worcesters last before it crosses the line, and it doesn't really change direction, so it's very hard for the linesman to see that
3: in real time. I didn't even notice any. No. I didn't even notice there was a. I, I saw Aberdeen players claim but I didn't. You know, you, that's the thing. In real time, you couldn't really see it at all, so it's understandable that. They didn't notice it. And then it's just to let someone actually... It's not even like he's headered it in from three or four yards. He's actually been given the space and the time to tap it in with his foot, which I think oh is right, pretty... Oh, given, given that he's pretty much their biggest threat, isn't he? Yeah. Literally.
0: <laughs> their yeah. biggest
3: threat from the set piece. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was I very remarkable
0: for on So Yeah, yeah the I chance like in the first the
2: half well, so We should have learned in the first half and Van Dijk had a chance when he was open.
0: Yeah, the header... I, I thought the header was a bit... Uh, it could have been directed better, but maybe with a bit more power. But it was certainly it, it was on. It was a free header, which was a big surprise. So you're right; it should have been for that. And clearly, didn't.
1: I didn't like the the chat and sports scene about uh, Scott Brown sending off or a second yellow I should say I, I, I just don't like watching things when, when they come out with this ah, he must have been totten up he must have totted up how many fouls right now first of all I, I don't think it was a foul in the first place
0: no, yeah, no. For, for I thought McGinn I, I went down very easily
1: if the referee's given a foul in that, that instance surely he's got to be a yellow card because he was about to waltz into the box there so I don't know what this nonsense
0: is. Oh, it must have been totted
1: yeah. up. Yeah, it's a soft free kick. But if the ref thinks it's a free kick, I can't yeah. see anything the, the, other than a yellow
0: card. The big problem with that, the idea that he was book- the second booking was for totting up fills. Was that's what he got the first booking for? I, I went back and looked through the BBC's uh, text commentary. He got booked in his fifth fill for right. what I can only imagine was persistent fouling. He didn't and complain I, either. He no, he was... didn't, because I, I think we all... I had even said at the time that him and Robson were on some kind of competition thing, try and get booked for persistent fooling. And there, this is the other side of it. Robson was booked for persistent fooling for the sixth film. Now, Scott Brown's sixth film was the one he got sent off for. So you can probably say they were both booked for persistent fooling. but I think you're right in what you say about Scott Brown's second booking being for the fact that McGinn was getting in a decent position yeah, and not for... Totting up like they were saying in the sports scene. I think he'd already had that booking.
1: Yeah, right. We maybe best move on and maybe skim over a few of the the games. Uh, Inverness four two against Hamilton. Alec Neal seems a wee bit concerned that teams have 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 uh, now got got a handle on Hamilton's style. Well, it's and, and...
3: uncharacteristic of them, isn't it? Really, because they've conceded they've conceded seven in the last two, and that was the same amount they conceded in the first eleven of the season. So yeah. it was but they, were, they looked all over the place at the back.
0: Hi. Probably yeah. like finally got to score sheet,
3: though. <laughs> First time since the opening weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Hughes so- was loving it in the interview at the end. It was almost as if that was,
2: that was uh, his, his wee pal, his, his son. Uh, he was so <laughs> proud, so excited. It's- it shows how well they've been doing, though, the fact that Inverness, are, well, we're top of the league and Mackay's not scoring. If Mackay starts scoring, much as they're not going to win the league, but they're certainly probably going to be up there at the top, near the top. Mm-hmm. Because yep. he has more than capable of scoring 15, 20 goals a season.
1: And then in the other game, the Friday night game, Motherwell against Dundee United. I thought Dundee United bossed the first half and looked really exciting. And then I switched off. And then watched the second <laughs> half. And you do I, that all the time, Craig? I do. And then I find out that uh, Motherwell won and maybe should have won by two.
0: Yeah, because uh, the female was made a complete horlicks of the... The, the offside decision, but they had the ball in there for a second time, just to prove that it doesn't matter what sex. You can be a rotten linesman in Scotland. I like I, I'm
3: sure I've seen her. I like how They always have to highlight. It's not just the, the, the linesman or the assistant manager. They always highlight it when it's a if it's a woman and they made an error. The female linesman made a mistake on that. Part. What is this? Andy Gray and Richard Keys. Chill. Yep. Come on. I've, I've,
1: I'm sure I've seen her at Eyebrocks a few times, and I've not had any complaints.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just not my type. Can you? <laughs> Your mind out the gutter. You're the one who said I've I've seen her at ibrox and I've had no complaints.
2: Ask his mate just got into in decision to ibrox. <laughs> Let's say that you. Let's that. But I tell you what, the league though six points between the top seven.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tight.
2: That bizarre league. We've lost five games yet we're only four points off the top. It's good to see Sheffield is... the top,
0: but of right off with of a game hand. Is it? Yep, that's for me. <laughs> no, it's not nice.
2: No, you not prefer this, though, that there was a bit of competition?
0: There's still a bit of competition. As you said, it's uh, four points between the top five or seven between the top seven. Six it's between five, the top seven. A of competition for the title. It's so uh, not fair. Well, yeah, we're, we're about, a, about a third of the way through the season, though. That's, 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 that's pretty good. And it's yeah. not as if Celtic had it easy. You've seen it the way Celtic celebrated at the end of that game. We were absolutely delighted to have won that game.
2: Yep. We're a big team. Oh, oh, well. a big team I, I, th- I
0: think it was the manner in which we won it, and the fact, yeah. that we, uh, and the fact it was Aberdeen away from home, so it was just, it was good to see. That's the kind of team spirit I'm looking for from Celtic, so hopefully we can kick on then. A bit of passion
2: from the manager as well.
0: Yeah, a bit of dad dancing as well.
3: Better than, <laughs> was it, what was on the headlines? It was better than sex? Uh,
2: I
0: wouldn't it was get asked. or orgasmic. orgasmic, supposedly.
3: It's <laughs> like eh? Ronnie, Ronnie Daler's wife must be taking a bit of offence to that. <laughs> it
2: was about a
3: scuffed goal.
1: It's debatable whether Van Dyke knew anything about it.
0: I don't know. I oh, know, I know. see. I think he, I think he flicked it in. I think it was perfectly thing It was, it was a very Dutch way to score.
3: Like flicking, uh, flicking things in and talking about it being better than sex is going to go a very bad way. Right, we'll, we'll move on
1: <laughs> then. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. A <laughs> the, b- the big game. The big game this Friday night against Republic of Ireland at Celtic Park. Make Chris a break, forget be, this. Chris the friendly.
3: Who's
0: he going to support? Uh, no, I'm, I, I think a I'll be supporting the Demon Blue at Celtic Park.
1: <laughs> this so is cool. a confusing group for Chris. Oh, I know! I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it was bad enough when I was celebrating Poland beating Germany. and I'm thinking, wait this is bad for Scotland. <laughs> this is this is the first of the, the games I get to go to where i uh, I would, I could quite easily play for both teams, but uh, no. Well, I will be fun waiting Scotland's going on Friday night. And we really looking forward to it. Should be
1: cracker.
3: Big news today as well, which is causing. Well, it's actually it's um, championship player in the Scotland team gate part two with Callum Patterson getting added to the squad.
0: I feel sorry for Callum Patterson because it was a big uproar when Lewis McLeod got to up but then Callum Patterson's got to up and what like, ah, who cares? <laughs> We've done this already, move on.
3: It's a, I think it's good. It's a surprising one. I, I don't think personally Lewis McLeod or Callum Patterson either of them are, are ready for that but of course I'm chuffed for, for Callum but it um, it does seem an odd one especially considering he's probably not being our best right back this season um and jordan mcgee's been in there more than him but yeah i mean he's just turned 20 last month so it's a big moment for him and i think it's maybe just his form going into it as well the fact he's been in the hearts team for a couple of years now i thought he was one of our best players the last sort of third of last season 11 goals and a lot of those still from fullback so he's he offers He offers something, so I don't think he'll be involved much, if at all. But no, I, I, th- get I, him I think
0: Gordon Strachan's done this a few times now recently. When he brought the likes of Cal McGregor in, just for a, to be part of the squad. Yeah, uh, he Gould. did it with Reynolds as well, he did it with Ryan Gould. Reynolds isn't really that young, is he?
2: No, no Reynolds isn't. But he's, he's maybe spoken to, like, obviously Billy Stark isn't under 21 anymore, but he's maybe spoken to him and said, kind I what players maybe would, kind Benefit from a call up or be just involved, yeah. see what it's like. I, th- I, think, I think
0: the, uh, I think the, the fact that they like... uh, lost Alan Hutton to injury and uh, Phil Bardsley was in the squad and then had to pull out again means we we're struggling at full back anyway. So now's as yeah. good a time as any to me giving full backs a shoot.
2: We've still got a couple of folks who can play right back anyway. Whittaker, much as I'm not a big fan yeah. of him, he will start. I thought he would start anyway, even when Bardsley was called up. Yeah, uh, But there's always the option as well of Russell Martin going at right back. And Greer and Hanley playing centre back. I know a lot of folk don't like Greer, mm-hmm. but um that could be another option. I think firm, firm to Hanley, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> my, my
3: opinion on Grant develop, Hanley hasn't improved since I used to come on the podcast. <laughs> if anything, it's got worse.
0: No, I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the, the, the Hanley Russell partnership. I, I, but then I seen Greer against Poland and was it Lewandowski get the, the studs <laughs> was it I can't remember. Someday, about five minutes into that game, get studied by Greer and, and Grave got away with it.
3: Talking to Russell, I'm pleased that Johnny Russell's in there. I was surprised he wasn't in it to begin with. And I think maybe his, his brace at the weekend against Wolves helped him. But I like him and I, I think he's someone who you would put in not just for experience either. I think he's someone who could easily come into the Yeah starting a living. I went mean, yeah, think the I of the, the, the three,
2: of earlier. I was having a wee reading day at the start of the season. They weren't that impressed by him. But the last month they've been saying... He's the best player. I think Steve McLaren came out and said he's a catalyst for the recent performances as well. Yep. Um and it's good as well the fact that he is. Obviously he was more known up here for maybe playing as like in a second striker, maybe off John Daly, but now he's going kind to of add a wee bit more to his game in terms of playing wide. And you mentioned earlier, uh, Craig, about you like your winers to come off on the grand kind of side. Jordan Russell's been doing that a lot for Derby this season. And he's he's scoring goals and also setting up goals. Potentially like this could he could end up, I think, being a a good player for us if he gets a chance that is um, the the problem being uh, being in the squad kinda, as a replacement for Craig Bryson he, he might not feature mm. hopefully he does
0: though if, oh, if um, well, that's the kind of if, that, I mean, if that's the kind of player that Gordon Stacker is looking for which is possible and the impetus is certainly in Scotland to attack in this game because I mean I said it in the the last international break we're looking at winning the home games and getting draws in the away games which should get us the, the 20 points I think I did prefer. If you beat Georgia home and away, beat Gibraltar home and away and get four points off Republic of Ireland and Poland, you get twenty points. So that's a massive game that we need to win.
2: definitely yeah. home home games are always important. And I think that the kind of recent campaigns where we have struggled has been a home form that we've early on we've picked up draws at home or even lost games. Yeah. You only really need to get a marker down, get your, win your home games. If you do that, you've got a, a more than decent chance of going into the France.
1: Aye, uh, so that's on Sky Sports Five. That's Friday night, so it's uh, up against Children in Need, S Club Seven reunion. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough choice. Oh, and if I never knew that. You're
2: right with it, Rachel Stevens.
0: Oh. Yeah, the only reunion that I've got any interest in that night is when Gordon Strachan and Martin and the Duggets at Celtic Park. I'm
2: sure they'll get a good reception. See, I'm actually starting to regret that I've not got a ticket. You know that way, in terms of the price and all that, I'm starting yeah. to think. Oh, I wish I'd just got a ticket. I probably
0: still could, mind you, but. Uh, no doubt. No. Although, actually, the, um, from what I'm hearing, there's been quite a big uptake with the Irish fans picking up the the public sale for the Scotland tickets. Aye, there's still a
2: thousand, maybe, there, but... Is that, that the Celtic season ticket holidays just wanting their own oh, team? I the, probably, aye, aye. <laughs> the won't even need to move seats.
1: <laughs> uh, it's going to be a big game, especially with what's happening with the results against Germany. Uh, now, looking back, uh, I feel that. Uh, Rather than looking at the, the, our game where it's like, ah, it's OK, it's OK, losing against them, it doesn't really matter. Now, with uh, Poland and Republic of Ireland, seeing the, the results they were getting, it's getting more important that we're just going to have to probably take something at, uh, in these away games. Chris, I know you said about uh, just going for the draws, but I think it's going to get to that point, especially if we don't get a win. Here on Friday, I think it's essential that oh, yeah. we don't want to be talking about it being all over yet.
0: If we don't get a I win think... in this game, I think we're going to we're going to be struggling at this point. But uh, I'm I'm confident we can get it. Yeah, I think so.
3: Would it not just be ridiculous if they they've extended the competition the way they have, and we've got this upturn in form, and we like, we, we can't not qualify from that group now that they've you know that they've given you a wee. Yeah, but I I do I really dislike the way they've done it. I know it helps us, but I really don't like this whole. It's almost like the reasons why I always say I would never want the old the old firm or can I call them that still Celtic Rangers to leave Scottish football because then when you, you inevitably maybe might win the league, it would seem like oh well you only won it because they took away the better teams, didn't you? I, I know I know it helps Scotland qualify this whole extending it, but I've just found this European Championship already. I'm bored by it, and I know that it's more interesting for Scotland, but. I just, You know what I'm like? I struggle against international football as it is, but the whole thing seems. Because I listen to the the general UK coverage of it as well, and basically down south, it, the is they qualify when they beat Switzerland on the way and they're just playing friendlies till the, the the finals
2: now. It and, comes out to money at the end of the day. The more teams in it, the more they can sell the TV rights and then more interest. I remember, even, I remember the day, same as the Champions League, it's
0: just. They bring you broad. Oh, Gibraltar was a, bit ships, is a bit ridiculous ships, but I, actually, I think this qualifying campaign's actually been really interesting because I, I know I what know they've given more uh, places to, to qualify which obviously should help us although we see them being the toughest group. That's just yep. typical. But if you look around at who's currently sitting top of the groups you've got Iceland, Wales Slovakia who are ahead of Spain you've got <laughs> Poland are the top of our group ahead of the Republic of Ireland both of which are ahead of Germany. England are boring because they get the easiest group when possible northern ireland are top of their group austria are but top you... of their group ahead of russia and sweden the the, the 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 lesser teams as you would expect are all doing really well so far now do you not get a i feeling wouldn't be surprised if large... it shakes out somewhere along the line
3: i just get a feeling it's largely because the bigger teams of whether they've done it subconsciously or not are sort of looking at the groups and thinking well there's no danger we're not going to finish in the top three and it's not the same kind of competition where you had to finish first to get in automatically or otherwise you were potentially looking at quite a tricky playoff, you know. It's just I know, it's I need to try and get back in international football, but I've just really sort of find my, my interest. Well, Callon Paris is in the Scotland team. I'm 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 into it now. Come there you on.
0: go. So, Lewis <laughs> <fine. laughs> McLeod
1: have, as well. He's in there. Uh, yeah, they'll play.
0: I can kinda of understand where you're coming from with the, the, the idea that the, the bigger teams might be taking their time in these groups but I, I don't even see how you play like that though. I, I mean I don't think Germany for instance were, uh, went out against Poland and decided you know what, we're not going to bother too much if we lose we lose and then go out against Republic Ireland to get a draw it's, Republic Ireland fought back to get that draw and Poland were lucky at times and scored at the yeah. right times it's, 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 it's not as if Germany were, like Germany blew it I think in those two games and from what I've seen in Spain they blew as well again but what game was it they lost again
2: uh, no, What's I can't remember uh, Slovakia
0: aye Slovakia, Slovakia aye uh, that, that, that was a game they should have won really on paper but Slovakia were pretty solid and again scored at the right time so the, the results are coming for.
2: From... So, yeah. it's maybe more so in terms of you saying the other about Chris in terms of the teams that are top of the groups they've probably got a bit more belief all year we've got a chance of qualifying yeah.
0: aye that, think think that's teams more to do with
2: go it so it's maybe making it a bit more interesting. The only thing I, I think in our group, obviously we thought we all well, well it still might happen that Germany would run away with the group, mm-hmm. and the fact that's not happening maybe is a bit of a worry, uh, because it's given Poland and Ireland a bit more belief that they can qualify. They would have probably expected to kind of qualify anyway, but it's now then four four teams are pretty even in terms of in the group
0: but haven't germany played all three What's of st- um, germany have played scotland poland and republic and three teams so they're the only team out of the top four that have played everybody around them uh, the rest of them have all played a georgia or a gibraltar at some point so germany yeah. i think germany's next couple of games are those two teams gibraltar and uh, georgia yeah uh, they're at home at gibraltar uh, sure. on friday night and uh they're away to Georgia in March, so that's the next two games. You'd expect Germany to get six points out of six there pretty easily, whereas mm. Scotland have got the Republic of Ireland and the Republic of Ireland they Poland. No, the, the teams are having to play each other, so I would I would expect Germany to be a bit higher up the the, the table than the, at the moment, after those two games. Ideally, so will we.
2: What's the other games that are on? That's
0: uh, Poland Georgia, of Georgia. Germany at home in Gibraltar, and Scotland at home in. With... <laughs>
3: That's minus 17 goal yeah. difference. Uh, Gibraltar awaited Germany. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's what you're expecting.
3: Germany, who, who <laughs> closing in on double figures and they play Brazil. Imagine the potential of Germany actually turn up and play to their the, the way they can against Gibraltar. That's just, just uh, yeah. scary.
0: Well, I mean, the, the, well, if, if you look at the, the, the way these three games are going to go, could possibly go, you're hoping Scotland are going to beat Ireland. Germany will very likely thump Gibraltar. like you may say about 17-0. Poland away to Georgia. If they drop points in that, suddenly Scotland are laughing themselves up last group. Because you're expecting... And if that happens, you've got Germany in seven points, Scotland in seven points, Republic of Ireland in seven points, and Poland, if they draw at Georgia, are an eight. It's all very tight, suddenly. So well, Ireland struggled games.
1: against Georgia. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was they a bit of
0: the, the brilliance that they won the game for them that day. I'm expecting Scotland are going to struggle over there as well. Hopefully we will yep. get the win, but... That's a, a game to come later on. We're away in September next year. Yeah, September fourth, twenty fifteen. Georgia Scotland.
1: Yeah. Aye, so that's that Scotland game. Then uh, next week's podcast we'll discuss uh, the Scotland England game. But that's uh, that's that's uh, in
0: the background
1: at the Aye. moment. Aye. It's, it's, it it's,
0: right even next week, that's uh we'll be digesting how the Ireland games went and looking forward to a pointless friendly.
1: Yes. Yep. Yes. Right, well that's us got to the end of the podcast. There's nothing else in my agenda that I wanted to discuss so unless there's anything else you just wanted to bring up? Nope. No.
2: If we had more time, maybe the motherwell fan Billy McKinley, but nah.
1: No, I don't have a lot of time. Uh, follow the podcast on SFF Podcast on Twitter and then if you follow that you'll be able to find out the Twitter name is Laurie Dunsire. Is that your Twitter name, Laurie? It is indeed, yes. Yep, Chris is Chris, 1888, uh, the year Fosters were founded, <laughs> and John is J, J. B, Weber. 1978 Is Hi. that right, John? Well, I know yep. I'm S-Football Forums. Yeah. So just follow follow all the
3: accounts, get it sorted. Was Celtic not really formed in 1887,
0: though. November 6th, really? 1887, they were founded. The first game was played on May 28th, 1888. Let hey,
3: me see, I know my Celtic history.
0: There we go. <laughs> That's almost a song.
3: (laughs) Right, well thanks for
1: coming on Lauren I'll hopefully get you back on again soon. Yeah, why not,
0: eh? I hope you come on with Readers Play Hearts because that's coming up as well. Twenty
1: seconds. Yeah. Well that depends. It depends how the the game goes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: Depends how the game
0: goes.
1: (laughs) Right, well thanks again and thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.